the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In this life, imagine every single one of us, every single one of us God wants to use without question. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. Now here's Pastor Steve with today's Core Truth. You know the best way to stop sinning? Fall in love with Jesus. Man, because when you fall in love with Jesus, it's like, see, now the motivation is no longer, well, I just, I can't do that. It's a, it's a rule. It's a regulation. No, 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 no. It's because you love the person. You know, when you fall in love with somebody, don't you do crazy things for them? Don't you just like do crazy stuff? I mean, you'll like drive way out of your way. You'll go buy something crazy and, and come. I mean, you'll, you'll just, you know, you'll just come. You'll show up with, with little stuffed animals, you know. I mean, here's men and they're buying little stuffed animals so soft, you know. I just bought my wife a llama. A llama. It's a stuffed llama. It's so soft. And she had made a comment one time. You know, it's like, oh, look at the llama. I'm like, you like llamas? I mean, it's like, you know, but I, you know, I bought her a llama. Why? Because she made a comment one time. I like llamas. It's like, really? You know, it's like, because you love the person. So you go out of your way. You know, it's like, that's what you do. So if you're having a real struggle with something, Maybe the bigger problem is not the struggle. Maybe it's that you're not drawing close to the Lord like he wants you to. Because if when you draw close to him and you meet with him every morning for devotions, all of a sudden you've got less and less time to do the stuff, well, you're not supposed to do. Yes, he was, you know, Paul was warning them against these Judaizers that were trying to put him back in bondage. People that told him that faith in Jesus was not enough. They must also embrace the law and become circumcised. Oh, you Gentiles are not circumcised? Well, you've got to become like us Jews. If you're going to be saved, you know, even though you're not a Jew, you've got to become like a Jew. So you better get circumcised. Drop the drawers, pal. Oh, sorry. Anyway, but that's what they were saying. Yet God even talked about the fallacy of circumcision himself. God's the one that instituted the thing, and he's even talking about the fallacy of it in the Old Testament. You know, God said in Deuteronomy 10, 16, he says, so circumcise your hearts and stiffen your neck no longer. He says, you know, you guys are all circumcised and you think that's enough and everything's good. How about circumcising your heart? How about circumcising what's on the inside, not just what's on the outside? He also said in Deuteronomy 30, verse 6, Moreover, the Lord your God will circumcise your heart to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, that you may live. Because it matters what happens on the inside. Yes, God never changes. 
And he has always desired to have our hearts, not just some dead religious deeds. So again, Paul makes it perfectly clear that there is no spiritual benefit in being circumcised in verse 2. In fact, he said that Jesus will become of no benefit to us. Verse 3, if we just rely on circumcision and not faith is what he's saying. In verse 3, Paul lays it on the line as he says, look, if you're going to be saved by keeping the Mosaic law, the Torah, he says, and by the way, that's not just the Ten Commandments. You know, Ten Commandments are listed in Exodus 20. It's also listed in Deuteronomy. But, but it's like he's not just talking the Ten Commandments. He's talking the entire Mosaic Law, which is the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. And he says there's 613 laws there. When you count them, 613. So, man, when you really take serious, like, trying to keep the Mosaic Law, well, what day are you not breaking 150 of them or so? You know, who's to say? Yes, 613. So Paul, again, in verse 3 said, if you're attempting to find salvation in the law, like being circumcised and everything else, then you're obligated to keep the whole law. Oh, you're going to keep the law? That's how you're going to be saved? Then you better keep all 613, not just one of them. You better keep them all. Listen to what we're told in the Bible about keeping the whole law. James 2.10 says, For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles in one point is guilty of all. How discouraging is that? Like, if you go to keep the whole law, I got 609 of them. You're four short. You're done. No soup for you. I mean, it's like, it's just, it's crazy. It's like, they're like, you're thinking, that's not fair, God. If I kept 609, I'm, I'm not going to be good. No, nope, you got to keep the whole thing. If you miss him one, you're guilty of all. Oh, why? Because the law was never meant for a man or a woman to be able to keep them all. God was establishing and he wrote everything down so that you couldn't say, oh, well, I didn't know that. No one told me. So God says, all right, I'm going to write everything down. So that way, if someone says, well, I didn't know that. Well, I wrote it right there. And I wrote it right there. And I wrote it right there. So he writes it all out. The law does what? It should open our eyes and shut our mouth. Because we should just look at it like, this is too daunting. There's no way I can do this. Exactly. No one can do it. Some can do it better than others, but no one's going to get all 613. Not going to happen ever, ever is never going to happen. But the law just drives us to what? It pushes and drives us to the cross because we need God's mercy. Uh, We're not good enough to live by the law. That's why God came to this earth and died. Paul again said in Galatians chapter 5, in verse 3, if you're attempting to find that, it's just, it's not going to work. But know this, the law of God is not to be seen as a bunch of rules and regulations, but rather a lifestyle. And by loving the Lord completely along with your neighbor, you can fulfill that lifestyle where the thrust of your life is doing what God does want you to do. Not waking up every day, I got to live by the law, the letter of the law. No, I love the Lord and I am going to walk my life out 
and I'm going to do the best I can. Why? Because I love them. Look, when you're married and you really love each other, you know, I have to put that, you love each other because some marriages, they don't want to love each other anymore. That, that person that they married, now they hate. It's like, so they have to get back to the basics in that relationship. But every married couple, are you perfect with each other? No. There's times you get in little spats, little arguments, and you disagree on this and disagree on that, and one says up, the other one says down. So there's going to be spats in a marriage. So it's not that the marriage is perfect, but when you love each other, you get through all the spats, right? Because you love each other, okay? So you can have spats, but it's like you love each other, and that's how it is with following the Lord. It's like you love him, and so, yeah, you're going to mess up every now and then. You're going to do something stupid. You're going to do something that you shouldn't do, but it's like because you love him, you're going to be like, oh, Lord, I'm sorry, and man, I want to work on that area because I don't want to disappoint you. See, it's not because you have to because the Lord's up there doing the whack-a-mole. So it's like God's not up there wanting to whack us. God wants to put his arms around us and love us. And he just wants us to love him back. It's a lifestyle. Yes, it makes it possible for us to walk and emulate him. Again, this is why Jesus came. He paid the just demands of the law for us. He paid the price because the law just says, look, I'm the law. You either do it or you don't. And if you don't do it, you're going to be judged. Okay, so I didn't do it. Okay, you're going to be judged. Jesus came in and said, I'm going to pay the penalty for you. But God wants to hear from us. And he says, look, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. You know, it's like, man, let's get this thing right with us. And I've got other things to do with you. See, people want to hear and do and walk as you please. See, that's what people want. People just want to do and walk as they please. As long as you go to church on Sunday, everything's fine. But people, they don't need that. People need to hear how to walk with the Lord. You know, people need to be asked, how are you doing? People need to be asked, how are you living? That's why we ask these things at church here. How are you doing in your walk with the Lord? Ah, A little shaky right now. Okay, that's good. Glad you're honest. But how are we going to turn this thing around where it's not so shaky? For the, for the life that is ready to live righteously is a life that is worthy of being used. And I'll tell you, there is nothing like being used of the Lord. I've been in so many crazy situations, and just all of a sudden, man, there's this opens up, and I share in the gospel, and, and someone gives their life to Christ out of nowhere. And you're thinking, that is crazy. I just can't believe that happened the way that it happened. You know, we... Uh, or talking to this one, this one gal, me and my wife were sitting and we were buying something and, you know, and, and we just started sharing the Lord with her and everything. And then she had to call us on something else. So I was talking to her on the phone, uh, day before yesterday, I think. And, you know, so we had met her like a couple weeks ago and then it was like, she was sharing something with us and we just, boom, just started sharing the gospel with her and sharing a message of encouragement with her. And she's a believer, but just, you know, just having to get refocused in in her devotional life. And me and my wife were just had had her on speakerphone. We were able to encourage her. And it's like, who would have thought that would have happened? But none of it would have happened if we would have been so, don't say anything about your faith. Nothing. 
But no, we were just out there. You know, we didn't know where she was coming from or whatever. But because we were out there with our faith, she felt open to share the struggle that was happening in her life so that we could in turn go back and minister. It's like that would have never happened unless we were just blunt with her when we were doing the thing a couple weeks ago and just telling her that we're believers, you know, Christians and, you know, Jesus is everything to us. So it's just like God wants to use us in this life. Imagine every single one of us. Every single one of us God wants to use without question and, and how we walk with him. And God desires that people that want to follow him because there are all kinds of places to walk these days, right? We talked about that at the beginning. And not all of them are good. We know that here in L.A. Not every place you go is a good place. That's why we're told in 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty three, do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Become sober-minded as you ought and stop sinning, for some have no knowledge of God. Well, we're caught up in our own little lust and little secret sin over here and everything. Man, there's people going to hell in a handbasket because, you know, we're so caught up in our own sin. And it's like God's just like, stop hanging out with people that are causing you to even fall more. Stop that. Yes, it's always easier to make right decisions when you're surrounded by others who are making right decisions. That was another issue that I had when I first came to know Christ. Someone had said, oh, yeah, you shouldn't hang out with, you know, non-believers. And I'm like, what? All my friends are non-believers. I'm going to keep hanging out with them. It's like no big deal. It's like, uh, no, it is a big deal. And so I'm like, well, I'm not giving up my friends. And I didn't for a little while. And then I realized, wait, I'm still bonging. I'm still smoking dope. I'm still drinking. Okay, I need to separate from these people because if I'm going to be with them, I'm going to crash and burn. So I started separating and I started building friends in the church and I started severing these other relationships. But I just wasn't cutting those relationships off. I was sharing Christ with them. Then I found out that all my friends that were, I got your back, bro. I'm there for you. Also, I started realizing, no, they're not so much there for me anymore. Because now once I became a Jesus freak, they're like, "Uh, yeah, uh, thanks, but no thanks. And all of a sudden, I started realizing, well, maybe they're not the kind of friends that I thought they were in the first place. Yes, it's always easier to make right decisions when you're hanging out with people that are making right decisions. That's uh, And like it says in verse 9, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. What's that mean? It's just leaven is always equated to sin. You know, and so when you have a little sin in your life and you allow it to go on, it's going to corrupt the rest of you is what he's saying. Which brings up our point, walking in love. Let's see what he says here, picking up in verse 10. He says, I have this confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will adopt no other view, but the one who is disturbing you will bear his judgment, whoever he is. But I, brethren, if I preach circumcision, why I am still persecuted, then the stumbling block of the cross has been abolished. I wish that those who are troubling you would even mutilate themselves. Talking about those that are just coming in, you got to be circumcised, got to be circumcised, got to be circumcised. And he says, for you were called to freedom, brethren, only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another, for the whole law is fulfilled in one word, in the statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. So Paul said, I have a confidence in you, in the Lord. He's saying, I believe that you in the Lord will make a right choice, that you will act 
properly. And as far as the people that are misleading you, God's going to judge those people that come in and try to purposely mislead you. Know this, those who cause division in the church, God hates that. And he hates when people cause division in a church. Listen to what God said in Proverbs 6, 19. You know, he says, the one who spreads strife among brothers or sisters, God hates that. And so, you know, there'll be people in the church like, oh, yes, I love court church. Except for, you know, just a couple things, you know. Well, what don't you like? Well, like the pastor, he's an idiot. You know, it's like, you know, you know, and you know, I, the music's too loud and it's too cold in here and the parking lot's too small, you know, but I love core church. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, it sounds like it, you know, I mean, and that's why when people come up to me and they got this problem and they got that problem and this and that and whatever, and they, they want to leave. I never beg people to stay. You beg a whiner to stay, then he's going to just continue spreading his misery. It's like, you know, and, you know, I always ask people when they tell me, well, pastor, we're going to leave, we're going to go to another church. And the one thing I always say is, well, is it something I did to offend you? I mean, is, is there anything that I need to apologize for? And they're like, no, we just, you know, we're going to, okay, well, God bless you, you know, because you need to go where you're being fed, you know, and if you're not being fed here, then go where you're, you know, where you can be fed. But, you know, but the thing is, if you stay, you know, don't start complaining about Look, there's no perfect church. People say, you know, we'll go to church. It's filled with hypocrites. That's right. That's why you shouldn't come because you're probably a bigger hypocrite than everyone else. Look, we're all a bunch of messed up, broken pieces. We're all like misfits, but God loves us and he's putting us all together. And it's like, you know, where could you ever find a diverse amount of people like you find in church? I mean, you know, like, like, what is the chance of us ever being friends together if it wasn't the Lord? I mean, we all come from all these different backgrounds and we're different nationalities, you know, different this, different that. But we come together and what are we doing during the worship time? Our hands are up. We're worshiping the Lord. We have a common bond and that bond is Jesus. And it's like, oh, my goodness. That's why we you always keep Jesus number one everything else will work out. You know, the differences will work out. Everything else will work out. You know, Matthew 18, 6, you know, Jesus said, you know, anyone that messes with my people, that causes division and all of that, it'd be better for them to have that millstone around their neck and tossed into the sea. And well, of course, that's never a good thing. Putting a concrete block around your head and getting tossed in the ocean. Could you imagine? Anyway, yes, Paul even says in verse 12 that these false teachers should mutilate themselves. The King James Bible says, cut themselves off. Uh oh. <laughs> Meaning, he was saying to these false teachers, this is how much Paul liked these guys, following them around and doing all this stuff, trying to rip these people off and saying, you need to have the whole law in your life and not just faith in Christ. He says, yeah, these guys should just, you know, cut themselves. See, there was a false religion back in this day. It was, it was a cult. It was called the Cybel. And, and their priests would literally castrate themselves. But as for the true believer, you know, it's like Paul saying, Man, don't, don't listen to these guys. But these guys that are saying that, they should go castrate themselves is what he was saying there. Verse 13 says that they were called to freedom, but don't turn that into an opportunity for the flesh. This simply means we have been saved by grace and not by works. But don't turn that into an opportunity to sin. I hear people say, all you Christians, you know, it's like, you know, you sin all you want, and then you just ask forgiveness, and then everything's just fine. It's like, uh, no, not exactly. 
The Bible says in Romans 6, 1, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? He says, may it never be. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? He's like, you know, so, so that's, you know, that's a sign of a true believer. It's like, look, we all have our little hangups, right? We all have those little areas that we're a little weaker in, and it's different for everybody. What tempts you might not tempt me, and what tempts me might not tempt you, but we all have something that allures us. You know, who used to watch Fred Flintstone cartoons? Anybody? Okay, a handful. Okay, do you remember when they had the brontosaurus ribs going on the barbecue, and then Fred would be in there laying on his easy, the lazy boy recliner, and then the, the it would have the smell come in, and, and then it would just go underneath him, and then Fred would float up on a cloud and, and then he would just fly, you know fall this has nothing to do with the study i just had that vision in my mind but no but it's like but it's alluring it was tempting and it's like and we get sucked into it so we all have that area but but god wants us he wants the flow of our life to be following him so if you have that area and you find yourself again falling to it over and over again like we said earlier develop that love relationship with Jesus, and you'll find that it'll be much easier to turn away from that thing. Second Corinthians 7.10 says, For the sorrow that is according to the will of God, it produces a repentance without regret. So if, if, if you're always, you sin, and then you're, oh, God, I'm so sorry. You sin, and then, oh, God, I'm so sorry. You sin, and you, oh, God, I'm so He says, well, listen, if you're truly sorry, that will, that'll, Starting your life, it'll produce a true repentance where you won't just be going back and back and back again. And that's what leads to salvation. But the sorrow of the world just produces death. So if you're just like, well, I'm sorry because, well, I kind of got caught. You know that sorrow? It's like, oh, rats, I got caught. But then there's a sorrow like, oh, man, I'm just tore up inside about this. Well, that's where, you know, fall in love with Jesus will get much easier. So instead of just containing sin, we're called to, in verse 14, to love the Lord with our heart, soul, mind, and spirit, and love our neighbor as ourselves. See, if you do those two things, that's what Jesus said in Matthew seven twelve. In everything, therefore, treat people the same way that you want them to treat you. For this is the law and the prophets. So that's where they get the golden rule. You know, you know people will say, I live by the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew seven twelve. Uh, you know, the golden rule of, of you know, doing to others as you would have them doing to you. And it's like, well, no, you don't actually do unto, you're not actually doing that completely. You know, but, but people will say, I obey the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, that's just one verse. There's like 111 other verses in there. Okay, so there's a lot more in there than that one verse. But the summarization of the law is, man, if you love the Lord with your heart, soul, mind, and spirit, and you love your neighbor as yourself, what is that going to do? Well, I'm not going to sin because I'm not going to sin as much because I love the Lord. And I don't want to have to go and say, well, Lord, I messed up again and disappointed you again. It's just kind of like if you had parents that you really loved. Not all parents were lovable. I understand that. But if you had parents that were really loving towards you and you really loved them, boy, it was almost worse than a spanking if they're just like, I'm so disappointed in you. Oh. And then if you love your neighbors yourself, well, you're not going to go rip off your neighbor, right? Because you love them. You know, you're not going to rip him off. You ever get ripped off? Isn't that a bummer when you get ripped off? I mean, you go to your car. Someone broke broke into my car. But you feel so violated. Like, you took my stuff. This was my stuff. And you took it. But if you love your neighbors yourself, you're not ripping them off. 
You know, you find something, you, you pick it up and you give it back to them. Love your neighbors yourself. You ever been somewhere and someone drops a $20 bill in front of you and they don't know, like they're in their pocket, you know, they're in and out and they're getting ready to order and they're, they're pulling something out, then a $20 bill drops, you know. Of course, what you do is you kind of put your foot over it. <laughs> then you kind of slide it back. No, just kidding. No, it's like when that happens, man, I pick it up, I go, excuse me, sir, you just dropped this, you know, like, oh, wow, I did? You know, it's like, that's not mine, is it? I go, no, I just saw you drop it out of your body. You go, oh, well, thanks. Now, see, that's what you do to people you love. See, so everything is based on not being guilty keeping the law. It's being loving and being kind, you know. You know, we're all saved by grace and the grace of God. But once we're saved, we're called to be obedient. Be something that's bigger than you. Be who God wants you to be. Awaken your walk with the Lord and share it with others so others can come to know the same God that loves you, forgives you, that's patient with you, that's merciful to you, that has cleansed you of your sin, that that has made a way for you to go to heaven when you die. It's like let other people know that God just like someone let you know that. Amen? Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app. Core Truth is sponsored by and is a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you've been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA all one word, to 77977. You can also give via our app and online at corechurchla.org. Or you can mail your support to P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 90034. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.